whoso reciteth this prayer with lowliness and fervor will bring gladness and joy to the heart of this servant. It will be even as meeting him face to face. He is the all-glorious. O God, my God, lowly and tearful, I raise my suppliant hands to thee and cover my face in the dust of that threshold of thine exalted above the knowledge of the learned and the praise of all that glorify thee. Graciously look upon thy servant, humble and lowly at thy door. With the glances of the eye of thy mercy and immerse him in the ocean of thine eternal grace. Lord, he is a poor and lowly servant of thine, enthralled and imploring thee, captive in thy hand, praying fervently to thee, trusting in thee, in tears before thy face, calling to thee and beseeching thee, saying, O Lord my God, Give me thy grace to serve thy loved ones. Strengthen me in my servitude to thee. Illumine my brow with the light of adoration in thy court of holiness and of prayer to thy kingdom of grandeur. Help me to be selfless at the heavenly entrance of thy gate and aid me to be detached from all things within thy holy precincts. Lord, give me to drink from the chalice of selflessness. With its robe, clothe me, and in its ocean, immerse me. Make me as dust in the pathway of thy loved ones, and grant that I may offer up my soul for the earth, ennobled by the footsteps of thy chosen ones in thy path, O Lord of glory in the highest. With this prayer doth thy servant call thee at dawntide and in the night season. Fulfill his heart's desire. O Lord, illumine his heart, gladden his bosom, kindle his light, that he may serve thy cause and thy servants. Thou art the bestower, the pitiful, the most bountiful, the gracious, the merciful, the compassionate. Abdul Baha. This is the day when the loved ones of God should keep their eyes directed towards his manifestation and fasten them upon whatsoever that manifestation may be pleased to reveal. Certain traditions of bygone ages rest on no foundations whatever, while the notions entertained by the past generations which they have recorded in their books have for the most part been influenced by the desires of the corrupt inclination. Thou dost witness how most of the commentaries and interpretations of the words of God now current amongst men are devoid of truth. Their falsely have in some cases been exposed when intervening veils were rent asunder. They themselves have acknowledged their failure in, in apprehending the meaning of any 
of the word of God. Our purpose is to show that should the loved ones of God sanctify their hearts and their ears from the vain sayings that were uttered aforetime and turn their inmost souls to him who is the dayspring of his revelation to whatsoever things he hath manifest such behavior would be regarded as highly notorious in the sight of God. Baha'u'llah. I have committed, O oh my Lord, my spirit and my entire being into the tight hand of thy might and protection. And I lay my head on my pillow through thy power and lift it up according to thy will and thy good pleasure. Thou art in truth the preserver, the keeper, the almighty, the most powerful. By thy might, I ask not whether sleeping or waking, but that which thou dost desire. I am thy servant and in thy hands. Do thou graciously aid me to do what will shed forth the fragrance of thy good pleasure. This truly is my hope and the hope of them that enjoy near access to thee. Praise be thou, O Lord of the worlds. Glorified art thou, O Lord my God. Every time I venture to make mention of thee, I am held back by my mighty sins and grievous trespasses against thee and find myself wholly deprived of thy grace and utterly powerless to celebrate thy praise. My great confidence in thy bounty, however, reviveth my hope in thee and my certitude that thou wilt bountifully deal with me emboldeneth me to extol thee and to ask of thee the things thou dost possess. I implore thee, O my God, by thy bounty, by thy mercy that hath surpassed all created things and to which all are immersed beneath the oceans of thy name, spare witness, not to abandon me unto myself, for my heart is prone to evil. Guard me then with the stronghold of thy protection and the shelter of thy care. I am he, O my God, whose only wish is what thou hast determined by the power of thy might. All I have chosen for myself is to be assisted by the gracious appointments and the ruling of thy will, and to be aided with the tokens of thy decree and judgment. I beseech thee, O thou who art the beloved of the hearts which long for thee, by the manifestations of thy cause and the daysprings of thine inspiration, and the exponents of thy majesty and the treasuries of thy knowledge, not to suffer me to be deprived of thy holy habitation, thy fane and thy tabernacle. Aid me, O my Lord, to attain his hallowed court and to circle round his person and to stand humbly at his door. Thou art he whose power is from everlasting to everlasting. Nothing escapeth thy knowledge, Thou art verily the God of power, the God of glory, and the God of wisdom. Praise be God, the Lord of the worlds. Baha'u'llah.
Now is the time for the lovers of God to raise high the banners of unity, to intone in the assemblages of the world the verses of friendship and love, and to demonstrate to all that the grace of God is one. Thus will the tabernacles of holiness be upraised on the summits of the earth, gathering all peoples into the protective shadow of the word of oneness. This great bounty will dawn over the world at the time when the lovers of God shall arise to carry out his teachings, to scatter far and wide the fresh, sweet sense of universal love. In every dispensation, there hath been the commandment of fellowship and love, but it was a commandment limited to the community of those in mutual agreement, not to the dissident foe. In this wondrous age, however, praised be God, the commandments of God are not delimited nor restricted to any one group of people. Rather have all the friends been commanded to show forth fellowship and love, consideration and generosity, and loving kindness to every community on earth. Now must the lovers of God arise to carry out these instructions of his. Let them be kindly fathers to the children of the human race and compassionate brothers to the youth and the self-denying offspring to those bent with years. The meaning of this is that ye must show forth tenderness and love to every human being, even your enemies, and welcome them all with unalloyed friendship, good cheer, and loving kindness from the divine art of living. We sanctified mirrors, these day springs of ancient glory are one and all exponents on earth of him who is the central orb of the universe, its essence and ultimate purpose. From him proceed their knowledge and power. From him is derived their sovereignty. The beauty of this countenance is but a reflection of his image and their revelation a sign of his deathless glory. They are the treasuries of divine knowledge and repositories of celestial wisdom. Through them is transmitted a grace that is infinite, and by them is revealed the light that can never fade. These tabernacles of holiness, these primal mirrors, which reflect the light of unfading glory, are but expressions of him who is the invisible of the invisibles. By the revelation of these gems of divine virtue, all the names and attributes of God, such as knowledge and power, sovereignty and dominion, mercy and wisdom, glory, bounty, and grace are made manifest. Baha'u'llah's meanings. Verily, God has chosen you for his love and knowledge. God has chosen you for the worthy service of unifying mankind. God has chosen you for the purpose of investigating reality and promulgating universal peace. God has chosen you for the progress and development of humanity for spreading and proclaiming true education, for the expression of love 
toward your fellow creatures and the removal of prejudice. God has chosen you to blend together human hearts and give life to the human world. The doors of his generosity are wide, but we must be attentive, alert, and mindful, occupied with service to all mankind. Appreciating the bestowals of God and ever conforming to his will, Abdul Baha. He is the gracious, the all-bountiful. O God, my God, thy call, thou hast attracted me, and the voice of thy pen of glory awakened me. The stream of the holy utterance hath entrapped me, and the wine of thy inspiration have enticed me. Thou seest me, O Lord, detached from all things but thee, clinging to the cord of thy bounty and craving the wonders of thy grace. I ask thee by the eternal billows of thy loving kindness and the shining light of thy tender care and favor to grant that which will draw me nigh unto thee and make me rich in thy wealth. My tongue, my pen, my whole being testify to thy power and thy might and thy grace and thy bounty that thou art God and there is none other God but thee, the powerful, the mighty. I bear witness at this moment, O oh my God, to my helplessness and to thy sovereignty, to my feebleness and thy power. I know not that which profit me and warmeth me. Thou art verily the all-knowing, the all-wise. Do thou decree for me, O oh Lord my God and my master, that which will make me feel content with thy eternal decree and will prosper me in every world of thine. Thou art in truth the gracious, the bountiful. Lord, turn me not away from the ocean of thy wealth and the heaven of thy mercy, and ordain for me the good of this world and hereafter. Verily, thou art the Lord of the mercy seat. Enthroned in the highest, there is none other God but thee, the one, the all-knowing, the all-wise. I'm just going to read the, today's writing for the month of Asma. Baha'u'llah arrived at this prison in the Holy Land. Discerning souls were awakened to the fact that the prophecies which God had voiced through the tongue of his prophets two or three thousand years before had been realized and that his promises had been fulfilled. For he had revealed unto certain prophets and announced unto the Holy Land that the world of hosts would be manifested therein. All these promises were fulfilled, and but for the opposition of his enemies and his banishment and exile, it can scarcely be imagined how Baha'u'llah could have left Persia and pitched his tent in the sacred land. His enemies intended that his imprisonment should completely destroy and annihilate him, his cause. But his incarceration became instead the greatest confirmation and the means of its promotion. The call of God reached the east and west, and the rays of the sun of truth illumined every land. Praise be to God. 
Though he was a prisoner, his tent was raised on Mount Carmel, and he moved about with the utmost majesty, and whoever entered his presence, be it friend or stranger, would exclaim, this is not a captive, but a king. Some answered questions, Abdu'l-Bahá. I am the royal falcon on the arm of the Almighty. I unfold the drooping wing of every broken bird and set it on its flight. I am the royal falcon on the arm of the Almighty. 